Becky Marie Beyer here, welcoming you to Season 3. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And let's get growing! Listeners, have you heard my most recent interview with J.M. Fortier? Did you know that he started an awesome new venture called Growers and Company, where they have a magazine that's printed that comes out twice a year that highlights the amazing farmers that he's taught personally. So you're going to learn from people who are practice, putting his practices into place on their farms. If you want to be a better farmer, you definitely want to subscribe to this magazine. That's going to be like a coffee table item on your shelf. And then the other thing, part of Growers and Company is there, he's created tools that he uses on his farm that he's like studied. You know, he got to travel all around the world when he wrote his book, The Market Gardener. If you don't have that, you absolutely have to get a copy of it. But he's he's he got to go travel to all these farms and then he would look at tools that they had in the hardware stores or using in these other farms, brought them back to his farm, you know, talked to a developer, came out with some really cool tools. Like he talks about his broad fork. The handles are just wood and that helps it make it light, but it's sturdy. It's just the exact kind of broad fork that I want. Um They've got other really cool weeders and different things. And then he's got farmware that he designed that will keep you dry and keep you out there. I know with my, one of my big barriers was my garden shoes. So he's got boots and just great things that are stylish, comfortable, but most of all, they're going to keep you warm and dry when you're out in your garden doing all that hard work. So growers and company growers.co check it out get something for your favorite gardener definitely get a small scale farmers are changing the world t-shirt for your favorite farmer marker vendor do you belong to a csa i'll bet you want to get them a christmas present this year it doesn't have to be on time i know it might be late when you're hearing this but make sure you support growers.co um their stuff is super affordable the canadian exchange right now um, I just bought something for someone, um, a present for Kathy from the composters because I go to her laughter yoga with her and I think it said it was like $25 and then, it, but it only took $20 out of my bank account. So I, I probably shouldn't be talking about the Canadian exchange, but I know his things are affordable. I researched broad forks and what they cost. I, you know, it, it's a great deal. You will get so much use out of that tool. Um, so support Growers and Co. Join the amazing Patty Armbruster and I Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. Montana Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for Grow Live on YouTube. Patty Armbruster is going to ask your questions. You can submit them ahead of time and we'll be prepared with the answers. Uh, what do you want to know? We're starting out talking about selecting seeds, but she's going to answer everything from how to process local meats to you know, what pests are good or, you know, what plants are good to bring in beneficial insects into your garden. Just, we all know Patty knows so much about everything. I'll be asking the questions. She'll be answering them. We're going to be doing this on YouTube live Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Montana Standard Time, 10 Central, 11 Eastern, Saturday mornings on YouTube Grow live with Patty and Jackie. Quick.
<laughs> Erica Tucker, and we are recording in the house. <laughs> Listeners, I, I am going to jump right into this call because this girl is going to drop so many golden seeds. You are just going to love it. Uh, I do want to tell her really quick, it's super easy to edit, so if you need to help your kids or let the dog out or get a drink or think about something, no problems. But other than that, uh, I'll just introduce you and we'll go from there. Cool. Awesome. Welcome to the Green Organic Garden. It is Saturday, January 9th, 2021, and I have one of the most amazing rock star millennials on the line. She's actually one of the very first students I ever taught, and now she has two kids of her own that she is raising. She's growing food. She's got the cutest little, most awesome greenhouse nursery business in Eureka. Uh, is the only place I bought real flowers from last year. I wanted to spend more. She's just going to drop golden seed after golden seed. I will be quiet. Erica, welcome to the show. Tell listeners <laughs> a little bit about yourself. Uh, hello. Oh, you did a pretty good job there. Um, yes, my name is Erica Tucker. I do. I got two kids, Silas and Joy. That's Joy's greenhouse. I get called Joy an awful lot, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I I cannot wait for spring, but it's kind of nice to have a break at the moment, honestly. Um, I don't know. My husband's a psychiatrist. He's sweet. <laughs> he helps me out a lot. Um, I was thinking, actually, about, like, explaining how I got two layers of plastic, and I thought, you know, I really don't know, because he did it all. <laughs> like, he, he got the instructions and whipped it out and did it all for me so he's a great help um yeah i'm excited for this season that's uh about all about me uh i guess <laughs> so erica i always start my show asking about your very first gardening experience like who were you with what did you grow were you a kid were you an adult like did you grow with your parents like where grandparents did you start when after you had your family, tell us about your first gardening experience. Um, so I grew up on a farm. I had we had cows and chickens and turkeys and everything and quite a big garden. But I don't think I mean I was more interested with like taking a nap with the pig than I was actually doing the gardening. <laughs> so the gardening <laughs> the gardening happened a little bit later when I was like in my teens and yeah, I definitely remember my dad would always kill, and he did such a good job that the dirt was just fluffy, so you wouldn't really want to walk out there, you know, in your shoes. You'd just be like, ah, take off the shoes, let's do bare feet. And, you know, making the rose. Um, I actually found a, a really old video, like, on my old camcorder of me as a older teenager, and I was, like, trying to have it done. <laughs> failing massively and like I was like well everything's pretty much dead oh look there's a field of <laughs> so you know it, it was like I was so interested in it but I didn't know where to start and so I kept like having little bits of success and I went wow I love this and then something awful would happen and I'd be a little down in the dumps and then I'd try again and Again, something would happen. But, you know, you learn 
you learn something every time. So it, it, it gets to be fun after you get a few, you know. Successes uh, under your belt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, how that. did you learn how to garden organically and how to like, what was one of those very first lessons that just kind of always stuck with you? Um, I guess I I did start out at Eureka Lawn and Garden Center and I worked there for a few years. Um, I've been gardening like long before then, you know, and just having like plants everywhere, especially early spring. I got like a big panel, big T5 panel and like my whole house and every window would just be covered in anything plant. Um, and then we were gifted actually, uh, like a six foot tall, 15 year old banana tree. And that was cool. So we, we had that for a while. Never got bananas, but it was still just kind of like, so you did know, you keep the big... it indoors in the house? I kept it indoors. Um, except in the summer I did put it outside. Um, it wow. just. Yeah, it's just it didn't make it out the door very easily. You kind of had to angle. And <laughs> how are we going to get this thing out the door? Um, yeah, but and then my Lilacoy, I have a passion fruit vine that I I got when Joy was born. It was only supposed to live three years, really, you know. But then I think it must have put off like a side shoot or it must have, something happened and it's still going. So. Mm, it it produces the most beautiful flowers, but unfortunately, that variety is self sterile. So, you know, I got I got more. I got a few others later on that are back in my like laundry room that are taking over. <laughs> it's kind of cool. My laundry room kind of looks like a just giant garden, um, <laughs> but and and it's just self fertile. So. When it finally decides to bloom, I might get some passion fruit. Who knows? <laughs> but oh. yeah, uh, sorry. I'm just like, it, it, that's more recent, though, I guess. But um, yeah, I just have always liked lots of plants. Um, my big, let's see, the big lessons that I've learned. Oh, don't always know where you're getting your. Um, like your not your fertilizer but like your um soil your potting soil yeah well i i had gone to get um because you know i was a kid or well you know or like young really young and trying to go to cheaper i'm like wow the jump has some really good um like you know they take all the old logs and they mix it up and stuff and my brain is just not coming up with the word, of course. <laughs> um, you mean like telephone uh, poles? The old... No. Wood? Like wood chips? Well, no. no, I mean like it, it would... Um, compost. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> so it, they make their own compost there. But the problem is the quality is, you know, they're just trying to not they're just trying to use it and make it into something that could be useful. And unfortunately, I believe I had called the extension in uh, Bozeman, I think it was. And they had said that what happened was somebody put some hay on there or some, um, some cattle manure that had some herbicide in it. 
So everything grew amazing. And then all of a sudden, everything started twisting and turning and doing some weird stuff. And all of a sudden, all my plants were doing some really weird things. And I'm like, what is going on? And it turns out that whatever was in that compost had just wrecked my plants and caused them to just go wacky on me. They kind of, it's almost like everything twists and turns and ever since then it was like, okay. (laughs) I think there was a huge problem with that in our valley because Peggy Jean, who used to work at Stewart's Nursery, who was one of my Uh very first guests, said they had huge problems with people coming in and being like, well, I got this compost from somewhere locally, this manure or whatever. And they had that problem. And we are very, like, that is one of Mike and my's biggest struggles. And we have allotted $300 of our stimulus check to go down to, we drive down to Big Arm and get two of those giant white bags. Um, Is it Pico? Yeah, to Pico because of that problem, because that is just a huge problem. And also it happened to Jacqueline Freeman over in Washington who talks about treatment-free bees. That is a huge problem in the United States. Like one lesson people have said, so like, I think you are not, you are far from the only person, and especially (laughs) in our valley that has that trouble. And Mike and I are even still debating like the straw that I've been using that I bought. He's like, yeah, the guy told you it was chemical free, but really he feels like he's just telling me that. And like, if it was organic, they'd be charging us organic prices and, and they would be saying, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's like really sketchy about this straw that I've been using for the chickens all. And that I mulched a lot of my beds with that. I'm all like, like, yeah, I mulched, but like Mike's like, (laughs) I wish you weren't putting that stuff on there. I'm pretty sure it has chemicals. And I'm like, but the guy told me it didn't, he wouldn't lie to me. And so we'll see Uh, what happens. It happens. Yep. And then you, I mean, and there's a, there's a lesson you're like, Oh, it was, and it's fun, almost kind of fun to look back and try to figure out, Oh, what was it? what caused this, you know, because other than that, it was like, I was, I was like, oh, here's some bat corner, and here's some, you know, and now I, I sadly, uh, I gave my chickens to my dad when I had my, my son, because I was like, you guys are probably going to starve to death if I don't, like, rehome you, (laughs) so this, but yes, stimulus check, it was like, I, my husband's fault. He's gonna go get some new work bags, so he gets his own little thing. But I was like, "Well, honey, I want a chicken coop and bees." <laughs> He's like, "Isn't that expensive?" I'm like, "Yeah, but it's gonna be worth it." <laughs> and what so, better uh, way to invest your stimulus check? You know, like yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's uh, bees are big, and that's and we need honey. I got, we like, need. We need honey in the vat. Like people were posting, I've been trying to find local honey, and there's only one honey person, and I just struggle with them. And so I'm like, I want a different. I would, and they're in Libby. We need a Eureka honey yeah. person. So if you yeah, can get the bee, Mike and I, we've we've spent a lot of money on bees, but we just can't seem to keep them here. I don't know. They've died or they swarmed. Yeah. We've we've bought. Yeah, they are expensive, like 150 bucks a pop, but. Um, yeah. so we don't have bees. Yeah. We still don't have bees. 
I can always, I I read directly after I ordered that solitary bees are actually the real the real head honchos. I mean, you know, they're the ones who like kick butt when it comes to pollination. And I need to look more into that because I just kind of read just a little blip, and I was like, "What? No way!" Well, we, you know what? So, I did do the rent Mason B thing last spring. That's what I was. Yep, that's what I was gonna ask. But I don't know if it I, worked or not. Because <laughs> we well, didn't have a good year. I don't know. I might have done something wrong again. It was the the year before. I did like the worst crime ever, and I thought it said they were gonna chew through the thing, but they weren't good. You have to remove the tape. I thought the tape was the thing it was talking about. I didn't read the instructions right. And so when I finally removed the tape after like anxiously staring at it for days and days, <laughs> Oh, it was so heartbreaking. And then, so then last oh. year I did it right, but I, we just didn't seem to be a lot of, I don't know. We'll see. I sent back a full, a full container. Um, they did fill all the holes in the little Mason B box. So I oh, sent cool. it back. So I don't know. We'll see what I should. I should get Olivia to come back on and tell me. Did do they know? Did my bees actually survive? But it didn't. Um, oh. We did not have a good crop in our orchard like I was hoping. But maybe they take a couple of years to settle in. I don't know. Maybe we'll have mason bees now that we didn't have before. Because yeah, they say they're the powerhouses of pollinators. Yeah, right. I, I I'm definitely like I'm ten pages into my book to put it that way. I'm like newbie for sure. I did like, not I have thought... a lot of flowers last year. Like I planted several crops of buckwheat that never actually really flowered, and they only grew like four inches tall instead of like a foot and a half. It was weird. I didn't have huh. as so. But anyway, um, I wanted to ask you. Yes. Well, you're getting beat. Oh, and chicken coop. And a chicken coop again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, our big our big chicken problem is the bears. Just trying to figure out what to do with the bears. I want to get a rooster really bad and like have more chickens, but we can only have two right now till we figure out uh, either electric fence or a rebuild. Yes. The coop stronger because we like right now you know, we can, like put them in cages and bring them in the house. Uh, <laughs> so right? I can only have two. Anyway, oh. Erica, tell no, us about something you. that grew well this year. What grew well for you last summer? You know, it's so funny. I had a page, a paper somewhere, and I lost it because I was like, I'm not gonna remember. <laughs> But I, I mean, I could. It's just it's so funny. It seems like it's like so close to the next year. But I, I had a journal, and I did keep a journal. I've learned that. Um, where the journal is, that's the real question. <laughs> um, but you know, I. <laughs> It'll show up just when you need it at just the right time. Oh, exactly. And I always feel like... like the looking part is like. When I'm looking for something, I'm always finding other things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I needed that. Oh, it's good to see. <laughs> the older you'll get, you'll find out. You have more and more stuff. And so you're like, oh, yeah, I looked at that six years ago. I was wondering where that was. <laughs> yep. So that's me. So then I just get to pick my brain and kind of like, you know, close my eyes and go through the greenhouse almost. 
And the sad part is that things that I, I almost need more feedback from my customers because a lot of things I sell out of and then they go great with the people that bought them, but I have no idea because I don't have any left. And I like would purposely put back like one type of tomato or one type that I would want. But if I didn't get it in the ground, I like back behind my greenhouse is my garden and I'll have the back door open, you know, for ventilation. And that's, but if the fan is moved over where somebody could like walk, someone will. And I actually had someone walk out there and be like, no, you do have zucchini right there. And I'm like, yeah, in the pot, in the exact spot that I'm going to plant them. But here you go. <laughs> so, it's, because I want, you know, I want other people to have a garden have a garden and I guess I feel like oh well mine will be a little bit smaller but I'll start more you mean you had took like plants that you were gonna plant and they snuck back there and like hey I want to <laughs> squash because that's yeah we don't have enough starts in Eureka in our town for sale and like when I go looking usually when school gets out it's like the end of June July like usually when I'm ready it's like the 4th of July by the time like school gets out I've had two weeks to decongest and just like you know be I'm going and there's nothing left and and I just I waited last year to like come to your place because everybody kept recommending it to me besides my stepdaughter my daughter-in-law like, they were like, I'm going to Joy's. I'm going to Joy's. And so I did buy, I must have been there because it was Roka's birthday and Mother's Day are May 14th and then her birthday's the 20th. And I, and I uh-huh. bought her, her present, but they bloomed. I mean, they were in her yard. She put, I've got her like a, you know, a bowl full of flowers. And then I bought Aww. all my strawberries from you and I would have bought more if you had more. I bought like your last six strawberries. <laughs> And they, the problem I had with the strawberries was I let the dill grow over. But I think this year, after them having a year in the ground, I think this year I'm going to get a bumper crop. They, they were pretty strong. They did good. They're doing way better than my blueberries. And especially considering they got overgrown. So there's some customer feedback from you. Why don't you tell listeners, because this is like what I wanted to ask you is like, how did you know how many strawberry plants to buy? Like, what did they look like when you <laughs> bought them? Where did you order them? When did you order? Like, are you ordering them now? When did you when did you get them? So yeah, no, I I get mine from Degroot, which I I go back and forth on kicking myself for because they they were good. Um, unfortunately, the box I got a lot of bulbs and stuff from them and the box broke open so like I got it at nine o'clock at night in a black plastic bag (laughs) thankfully they were cool and they gave me my shipping back which you know was like 88 bucks so (laughs) I was like yeah that'll do whatever thanks (laughs) um and I really like I do like them um I did I have already made my order with them because they are I mean the lady was she was sweet and she wasn't trying to be like gloating or anything, but she was like, we are very popular. So if you are going to make another order, I would recommend doing it soon. <laughs> and that was back in December. So, um, and they, I honestly, I try to kind of order approximate numbers, but 
last year I just kind of said, well, I'm just going to order all of this and if, and, and I'm going to make it fit. It'll be fine. And it was because um, everybody, I did my online store for the first time and everybody pre-ordered. Most everyone picked up on time or early. So I had the extra room that when things did need potted up, I had room. Things were still on the floor. Okay, but... hold on. Back up a sec. What now? Yeah. So do you, do you, <laughs> I'm just lost. You ordered strawberries in December uh-huh. and then you sold them on line pre-order and then people came and picked them up when? Like in January, in April, in, I bought them in May. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. So I get the the bare root. I get bare root, and the the thing about bare root is that the ones from them, sometimes those those are some hawking root balls. Like they're they're. I thought I would be able to put them into six packs, and I was maybe some of them. Some of them got put into six packs, but most of them, the roots almost filled an entire forage pot. It was crazy. And normally I fill my pots before my plants come so that I could just go, you know, pop things in, except seeds. But um, normally, but these strawberries, I almost had to kind of like put the roots in after soaking them and kind of just like put some dirt around them because <laughs> they're just, the roots were so massive. And I mean, that's as far as I could tell a good thing, you know, but. Um, yeah, because that probably I, leads to a stronger plant okay so you bought you have these four inch pots that you're filling with the pico dirt is that the dirt that Mm -hmm. you're filling okay so that's what we're using for our basically our seed starter stuff so you buy Uh, the strawberry roots and but like how many did you buy like 25 like 100 150 I bought 300 last year 300 (laughs) and then tell listeners how big is your greenhouse my greenhouse is 20, 20 feet wide by 40 feet long. So, and and we have definitely, like, built tables in a way that, like, kind of can put the max amount and then, like, built layers of tables, but only done, like, half tables in the middle on top. And it kind of works. I try to put, like, shade plants underneath. And then um, I have one one table that has two double layers. Like it's got one layer and then it's got another whole table on top of it and it's pallet. So it, it, you get a little bit of light, but once you put plants on there, that's why underneath I generally put like my, my seedlings sometimes. I mean, it depends on how hot and how late I'm trying, you know, because I want them to be warm. I don't want them to, get scorched but i don't want them to not get enough light either uh, so okay. and you it, ordered the route in december but when do they deliver it to you they don't deliver it in they, december do they nope i have them deliver in like end of february early march and, and then you get to pick from the there time that you want them delivered yep cool so yeah, it's it's fun, but then you always have to be like prepared, <laughs> which I I always 
am so surprised how quickly I'm like, how did I do all that? Because we don't right now. I don't have my pots. I have like I try to recycle as many as I can, and people are so cool about bringing them back. I'm like, thank you, because good for the planet. Rock on. Um, and but I don't have my new order pots, and I haven't we haven't gone down to get to get uh, dirt yet. But we'll be doing that, and then like in a week. For some reason, it always ends up being like one single week. We fill all like three thousand pots. Like it's it's one heck of a week, and I think my back normally goes out, but <laughs> you know it gets done somehow or another. We always have um, we generally have family to come by and just help, and that's nice. And you just you know greenhouse is heated, so you get to just hang out and. Get your hands in the dirt. Nobody has shared these kind of golden seeds, Erica, on my show that I can remember. And I remember most episodes. You are interview number 365, I think, today. <laughs> so, and getting up there, it's been, it's going to be six years and two weeks that I've been doing this. Six years done uh, since 2015. So, um, it's a lot of interviews, but I'm pretty sure like, these are some detail. Like I just so admired you last year. I just, I was so happy to give you my money, but at the same time, I got to say, I was like, I can't believe I'm spending this much money. How did this girl do this? I have to learn how she did this. How did, and I'm like making like these little motions. You can't see me, but I'm like pretending I'm handing you dollars because in, in a sense in my heart, I was like, yeah, this is a this is not very much going into my car for how much of my paycheck it's taking. Like you know, I don't make that much money, and you know, I make twenty seven dollars an hour as a teacher. So I like I like in ten minutes had spent three hours worth of work, <laughs> and like I remember going yep. back to my car and I was like, but I have to have more. I have to, I have to have two more. And so it was like $20 and then it was $40 and then it was $60. And I was like, that's all I have. It's all my cash, but I want more. <laughs> and, and these are the best price. Like, and, and that was besides the fact, like anywhere else I was going to spend even more. Like your prices were affordable and they were grown healthy and just, I, so thank you so much for doing my feedback. Like you can have, if you need a reading on YouTube, I'll have to look and see where I can leave you a reading and I'll mention you in the, so your online store, everybody prepaid. I missed that. When do I sign up to prepay? Do you get a discount if you're prepay? And how does that work? So that I'm still trying to figure out. <sighs> and I know that's not the answer. So the, the online store should be up by the end of the month. Last year, I did, like, full prepay because I was, like, and the funny thing is, is I don't, I literally don't do anything with the money because I'm, like, you know what? Things might die. That's <laughs> just a scale. Yeah. It is. Um, but I guess so many, some, some people want to get started that early and and like I, I wanted to mention like I feel the same way because I do the same thing with plants and I like go to other nurseries still my husband laughs at me I'm like but they have things I don't have and I will just like dish out the cash like, no. but <laughs> and but it's so funny because I 
you know, from the other end of it, like I'm selling my, my tomato starts and I cannot raise the price. I will not, <laughs> like, determined not to, but it's so, it's so funny because I got all these really, uh, all these different, are you there? Sorry. I am here. Okay. Sorry, I had another call and I could decline, but I was like, did I decline your call or did I but, um, so I have all these really unique heirloom tomatoes and some of them it's like pretty darn expensive for a pack of 10 seeds and it's really hard right? to kind of figure out that um, that algorithm to figure out you know how much time and how much time and how much whatever to, to get the right pricing and most of the time I honestly just like look around at my you know, neighboring nurseries to try to kind of make it not over, not too much, but not, the price game is, is so hard, because, like, literally, I just want to hand you plants. It's here. <laughs> um, but I swear I remember what we were talking about before then. I'm sorry. I'm awful at that. Um, oh, no. If I didn't take notes, I would be like, some, I used to type my notes, and now I switched to handwriting my notes, but I'm always going back and like, what were we just talking about two seconds ago? Because <laughs> part of it's staying present and also just like you're dropping so much great information. And, the, you know, that was exactly what I asked you. Um, you know, how do you decide I'm going to buy 300 strawberry plants? Yeah. And, I just, mean, and, and, and then how do you make them fit in there? But I love that. We just pot up 3,000 pots in one day, and I'm going to make them fit in this space that I have. And then, so then you grow them for a certain amount of time, and people order them online, and then they can come pick them up when they're ready, basically? Some yeah, so come I... Some early, and some people come later? Yeah, last year I tried to make my last pickup date... Um, I think it was the first of May, but I think it ended up being like mid May, which honestly, to be safe around here, the first of June, I think, is what everybody prefers, especially when you have like things like my petunias. They, you know, my my greenhouse, I have it set to like thirty eight, maybe. <laughs> so they get cold, so that. I, and, and then I slowly try to give them a little bit more and sometimes I'll take things out to try to harden them off before I like actually give people the plants um, and also um, I do I, I am going to be open to the public I'm trying to move my checkout station over so that like you don't have to walk in where people are also checking out because it's really tight and I you know that's going to I feel like that might make some people a little uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, just trying to figure out what to do there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I have quite a few different plants going. And it's going to depend upon th this year I decided, you know what, I'm going to get I'm gonna get all my seeds. I'm going to put all my seeds on there, all my different varieties that I have, and then Regardless, I will grow, you know, my favorites or whatever, but dependent upon 
what people pre-order, if they pre-order something that I wasn't going to originally really grow, I will gladly grow, you know. I don't normally grow eggplant, but I happen to get seeds too because I thought, well, somebody might want some eggplant starts. <laughs> I just need to learn how to cook them. That's my problem. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I think I'm going to do it this year. I don't know. I know that I have notes over several pages of notes that all say, I'm going to grow marigolds, I'm going to grow nasturtiums, and I'm going to grow, is it zinnias and sunflowers? Okay. Those are the four big things I think I'm going to focus on next year because we didn't grow a lot of marigolds. And those are like huge companion plants for keeping bugs Mm -hmm. out and just... um, you know, encouraging beneficials and just, Mm -hmm. I, but I was super inspired by yours. Oh, well, you know, I, I should see those myself, but I don't, I get those tiny, tiny plugs. Um, I just haven't, I, I can do seed starting, but I don't have like the right setup to do high volume seed, seed, starting like I take every little seed and poke it and plant it and so when you do like 500 or more of those you're like okay I'm gonna come back now um I do have a friend well if I get 25 uh, I'll be happy of each right (laughs) I'm not trying to grow 500 like that's what I so admired about you like your quantities that you grew, what you grew in that little greenhouse was just amazing. Like you have to applaud yourself. Like you did so much um, work and you're, and you've started out small. You've been, cause like, how long have you been doing this? Is this your third year? My fourth year. Number four coming up. And so, it's just like yeah. I said, you're getting great feedback. You're getting recommended by other people. You were so recommended to me and just, uh, and you're starting small, but you're, you're, you're by 500 or 300 strawberry plants, 500, you know, these are big numbers. Yeah. I mean, this, this year is going to be crazy. You got 20 different types of tomatoes. That'll be fun. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, and I did herbs this year. Ah, so excited because I got 16 different herbs and I'm hoping to do, um, at least one, maybe three different classes. Um, there's one recipe that my husband is in love with. I think we all are. We never can get enough of it, but it's like a a Greek chicken euros and it just so happens to take like five or six different like plants. And I was like, what if I just, like, bundled the plants and then did a workshop and, like, I have all these ideas, you know, whether they happen or not. I hope they happen. <laughs> I'm, make, I'm making the steps to make them happen. But, and it'll probably be really small and I'll, like, turn the tables sideways so everybody can have their space, I guess. But um, it, it'll, it'll be, I hope it'll work out. Um, but, and then I get, I'm getting eucalyptus this year. I've never done eucalyptus before. That's a new one. That was my uh, brother's wedding flower. It's really pretty. Ooh, cool. I haven't actually seen the bloom on it. I've always, you know, just, I, now you have me interested. 
I don't know, but he got married in 1995, and I still have the decoration on my art Oh, wow. Like, it hangs on one of my shelves. Like, it's lasted that long. It's still blue and pretty. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to check out what it blooms. I just know, that, you know the leaves and... and they, really yeah, but they dry really well for a, mm-hmm. a dried wedding flower. Erica, oh. this is where we get to the root of things. Tell us, do you have a least favorite activity? Like something you got to force yourself to get out in the garden and do? Uh, I think it's the redundancy. I think that that's the sad part. Is I love gardening and I told joy i was talking to her the other day <laughs> like you know joy if you do something and you start your own business doing something you had better love the crap out of doing what you're doing because if you don't you get so sick of it so quickly <laughs> i mean you, you might even love it and you'll still like, like that's the beauty of the greenhouse is that you know it's a short it's relatively a short season like and and because of winter, you kind of I I get this like itch to get my hands on the ground again and start digging and I but after so much of it, it's like I almost don't appreciate it as much. I mean, I still love it, but after transplanting so much and potting so much and weeding, I, like. I do. I love weeding because it's exercise that you don't realize you're exercising and you're making something look more beautiful. You're helping your plants grow better. I also love mulch because I think it's, you know, it's not a cheat, but it's like, here, I'm going to mulch you. I don't have to water you as much and you're not going to grow as many weeds. Awesome. Um, But uh, what else? Yeah, those two. I don't actually enjoy filling that many pots. Um, I have some, like, issues with my trapezius muscles. And so, like, that motion in particular really um, puts it out of it, it inflames the crap out of it. And sometimes I'll just get to the point where I, like, my, my hands, my pinkies, are both numb and like the nerve pain is so bad that I'm like I'm just not going to anymore today but uh so but that's after like quite a few hundred that I'm just done and then you know it's over and then it's kind of sad like wait I want to plant more so yeah it's it's a it's a way of doing things and having too much of one thing to do all at once. I don't mind doing all the other little things or, you know, um, I guess I don't, uh, trying to think of one of my least favorite things. Having an unhappy customer is not allowed to be my favorite thing. No, I don't have very many of those, thankfully. Um, most everybody's pretty, pretty sweet and very kind. But, yep, that's, that, I would say that's about it. So on the flip side, what's your favorite activity to do in the garden? Uh, <laughs> it's not that. 
Oh, I just love going out and, you know, the fruits of your labor, being able to go out and pick your dinner or your snack or your lunch or whatever. So I would have my daughter go and pick me a, um, a bouquet. She knows the rule, too. But it's funny. The, the rule is it has to have more than one bloom on it if it's in the greenhouse. Because <laughs> she's mm. born, like like snapped off the dahlia I'm like oh my god that's so sweet daughter but generally we have quite a few but it's like you know when you when you work in a greenhouse like that's the thing that was gonna sell that flower but that's okay but there's just so many that would have two that I just taught her like just take the one off the one that has two so yeah definitely the or the beginnings, you know, when you finally see those little sprouts and you're like, oh, or like, I really hope that I have a good nasturtium uh, turnout this year because my nasturtiums last year, a very large amount did not pop up and it just killed me. Um, and that's actually a funny story because the, at Eureka Lana Garden, I, I shouldn't say this, Patty. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it was like my first day. I can't delete that part had... out. No worries. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was my first day. And, um, you know, you you can soak nasturtiums to make them easy. And then you, you prick them a little bit to help with, like, them to be able to come out of the, their seed shell or whatnot. Huh? No. That's the real term. You what? You prick what? Yeah. It's... You prick that, the, like, the outside of the because it's kind of covered in its own little covering. Well, I was trying to be thorough, so I just peeled off the entire outside. And needless to say, none of them sprouted. And I always wondered why, and then I figured out later, oh, well, you don't do that. That's a no-no. Don't do that. <laughs> so that was another learning lesson that I remember to this day. But I honestly think the reason I didn't get a good nasturtium uh, sprouting last year was because they didn't they were kind of on top of my dryer and I was like I'm gonna water you I promise I won't forget about you but things get yeah there's a lot of seeds that happen in my house sometimes <laughs> so it's like uh did I want to know well, they dry they're really dry oh but Try to keep everything. Do you have one of those enough. like pump spray oh. bottle watering things? Like it holds sprayer? like a, it holds like a gallon of water, and it has like a pump, oh. and it's got like a little hose. My stepdaughter turned me onto that for microgreens, and it's it's kind of like a mister spray. But oh my gosh, you have to get one. I paid like nineteen bucks. I'm Eureka Hardware. Okay. Well, I, it's like it's almost like a pump spray sprayer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I use that. I use one of those for my neem oil. Um. But yeah, I I do have a smaller one that I used to use, and that's that's the way to do it. Because otherwise, especially if you you know the soil gets too dry, then it's almost like you try to water it, and oh, it comes up and out of the little tiny container. It's just uh, but that's good to know. I'm actually getting some sprouts 
I'm cheating because uh, it's they're like quilted, in, and all you have to do is just soak them like once, and then voila, there you go. It's actually for Bruce, uh curriculum. We're doing that, and uh, talking mushroom grow kit, those two things. Because I can't, I mean, like, we could grow stuff outside, but we're trying to, like, do stuff inside, then, then just go outside and play, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, where were we? I get off topic so easily. I will not deny it. <laughs> we want to know, gardening. what's the best gardening advice you've ever received? Mm. <sighs> um, things die. <laughs> uh, it's it's okay if it isn't all perfect. I don't know if that's the best I've ever received, though. It sure is. It could be. It's a good lesson. Yeah, I mean, you know, or if something dies, it's not always your fault. Sometimes it just was a fluke um sometimes it was that way before you got the plant i mean you know i've had i've had so many things that just did not like i got i've gotten plugs that they just didn't root and i had my rep my sales rep who i had called her and mentioned it and had asked to talk to their uh horticulturalist and she's like, you should have told us this earlier. That happens. It's not your fault, honey. You need to tell us so that you don't have to take that loss. And I'm like, but I don't want you. And like, I didn't kill them, but they just, they just kind of sat there. And um, I know some people use like B9 and all. Like, I'm just, I, I won't say. I try to be as organic as I possibly can i don't want to use the you know like i would rather just let it root you know give it something that will make its roots happy but not something that's gonna be like okay now do not grow anymore focus on those roots like i don't i don't actually know if b9 i don't think that's it might be organic i don't but i i've always shied away from it because i don't know and do you do you happen to know B nine? It's 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 supposed to be like a, a gross retard. It's something that makes the plant focus on its roots. And I just didn't ever do that. I was like, well, it'll do what it's supposed to do, and it most of the time it does. But there was a year, two years ago, that my celosia, my snapdragon, my not a lot of a lot of small things just didn't really take off. And, you know, it's it just others, other things did amazing in the same exact scenario. So it was like, it's just that some things aren't going to work sometimes and that's okay. But, um, yeah, so that's my advice. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> You're a wonderful gardener and you do a great job. Look at that green thumb. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what B9. I don't. I'm not coming up with anything on the internet under other than it's folic acid, right? And and so it's vitamin B9 organic compound molecule. Is that what you're talking about? It was. It was something that a supplement. 
Yeah, something that like one of the larger greenhouses had recommended to me, and I'm just kind of like, I'm good. Think so? Like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, it, like, I just. I was just going to say, what's your favorite tool? Like, if you had to move and could only take one tool with you, what could you not live without? <laughs> oh, man, that'd be hard. Because <laughs> um, I've learned, I mean, <sighs> there's a book in the library that was, like, Joy's favorite for a time that was, I forgot the name of the lady, but it's like, she took a shovel <laughs> and it was about this like lady who went across the ocean and was like immigrating and she brought her shovel something brighty and then she moved here and she brought her shovel and all these things that she did with her shovel and how useful it was and how everybody else was like i'm bringing my dress or i'm bringing my whatever and she had her <laughs> shovel her nifty handy dandy shovel <laughs> So I guess, you know, it'd be quite a pain to not have a shovel, but, uh, oh, gosh, I guess it depends on what area, I mean, because I've learned humidity domes are amazing, like, heating pads, um, humidity domes, so you just, they're just like the the things that you put over your, your seedling starts, but you have to be careful because sometimes they can cause too much humidity, which, if there's too much humidity and too much water, then you get, like, rotting seeds, which isn't what you want. But um, that's why I also love, like, it, they're a pair, like, the, the heating pad underneath, and you a little seedling mat, and that will keep those little seeds nice and warm and toasty while also helping with the humidity on top. And it's just kind of, I... I've had that work the best for me, especially because I'm a mom and I got all sorts of different things to do. So if that, that's the other thing, the nasturtiums didn't have that. <laughs> uh, they, when you have that, I, it makes it easier and it, it, it takes it longer for those seeds to dry out but it doesn't keep them so cold that they just sit there in the wet cold dirt i mean but some things are fine with that you know like some things you just pop in the dirt and there you have it but i guess i found a better success rate with having both of those things hey progressive radio network listeners thanks for joining us today if you'd like to hear the full interview and the rest of um, the getting to the root of things, just go to the organicgardenerpodcast.com and click on the podcast tab and you can listen to the full show. You can see all the show notes. Thanks for joining us today. Hey listeners, do you want an earth-friendly landscape that's both functional and beautiful that has maybe vegetables and flowers uh, are you wondering how to grow vegetables in the most effective way possible so you get the most produce for your labor? Have you wondered, um, you know, what's the first step I should take? Do you have questions about deep beds versus garden beds? What's right for you? Well, Mike and I have put together 12 lessons designed to help you build your own organic oasis. 
it combines what my guests have told me with what Mike and I have done here, or mostly Mike has done here at the um, Mike's Green Garden, although I have certainly learned from my podcast. So get your copy of the Organic Oasis Guidebook and get started on building your own organic oasis today. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.